Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And welcome into the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky, and today I am joined by the great Mark Diver. Mark, what is up? Same old, same old, Evan. Just getting ready for another weekend of hockey. Uh, you know, it's going to be cold. Cold in those... Uh, I won't be in any prep school rinks this uh, this weekend, but if, if you are, you know, you got to dress warm. You got to be prepared. It, that's the thing and that you know it's funny like I remember last year I went to Seb's with just like a, a, a Patagonia coat which is not thick at all it's very thin yeah. and I went to a game with that on and by the third period I could like my whole body was just like ten- I mean tense just so cold and one of the uh one of the parents is like have you never been in a hockey rink before? And I was <laughs> like you know that's a great that's a great point that's a great point point noted so I think I'll I'll be at Dexter Friday today, yeah, and then I'll be at St. Mark's on Saturday. Dexter's pretty cold, but it has a nice warm area, and St. Mark's can get cold, and it also has a little lobby area that you can get warm in. So yeah, you can hide those, in there uh, if it gets too cold. That's that's the thing. I remember um, Jeff Cox always used to say to me, "Make sure you go to those areas between periods, or you're going to be bumming <laughs> if you're there for more than yeah. one game," which is often. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's always freezing and outside it's gross. It is. This is like the time of year where I'm like, you know, maybe I should go start Florida hockey journal. You know, like this is the yeah. kind of the time of year where I'm like, this is where, this is when I don't want to be here. Um, it's gray out. It's the, the ground is just white with ice and snow and it's, oh, it's miserable. My, uh, my brother is here from California and he said to me yesterday, I don't know how you lived it. <laughs> I don't know how you live this way, you know? <laughs> Hockey gets us through it, honestly. Like, yeah. that, is, yeah. that is the one thing. That's the North Star of, like, all right, well, there's a hockey game. At least yep. at least there will be that. Um, so I agree with you. I think it's it's just been it, – it's only been the last couple of days, too. It hasn't yeah. even been, like, the whole winter. <laughs> we're sitting here bitching. Right. And it's... It was, like, 50 degrees <laughs> last week, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, we're, we're – you know, it, it, that's exactly it. Um but you know what? Even a couple of days. But it does make spring more worthwhile, right? Like once, yeah. you know, baseball and playoff hockey season comes around, it's like, oh, this is this is what we this is what we went through it for, you know, yes. to make this yeah. better. So there is that. 
light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, for those listeners who are not in the Northeast, I guess you're lucky right now because um, you get you get the nice weather. You're not you're like, what are they talking about? Um, anyways, do you have any? I know you said you're going to Providence, Alaska, Friday. Any other big games you're going to this weekend? I'm going to. Well, Saturday is the big Providence, Alaska game because it's the 50th anniversary celebration of the opening of Schneider Arena. Oh wow! So uh, there's going to be a lot of. Uh, alums there players through the years it should be fun uh i don't think lou lamarillo is not going to be there brian burke's not going to be there ron wilson's not going to be there but a lot of members of the 2015 national championship game are going to be there so it's going to be fun it's going to be fun is achari going to be there uh, i don't believe so i don't he's out so. playing so That's yeah the guys that are thinking. you know jake wallman those achari those uh, Kevin Rooney, they won't be there because they they have, I'm sure they have games. So, yeah, but, but that'll some be of the uh, lesser the lesser lights. Tommy, yeah. Paris, I'm looking forward to seeing Tommy Parisi, who <laughs> the the guy who uh, you know dumped it in from center ice and went for a change and turned around and the puck was in the net. You know that was legendary. Be great to see him. <laughs> That was incredible, and I, I agree. I think that's going to be a really fun time on uh, on Saturday for you. Uh, do you have P Bruins on Sunday? Uh, Sunday, I, I think I'm going to go to, uh, Boston college. Just they're playing Merrimack. Uh, and it's a, it's at one o'clock. That's the key point oh, at one o'clock. So that is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is, I, that's I, as ideal as it gets. Those, those afternoon games on the weekend. Oh, I love them. I love them. And Providence um, is playing Bridgeport who I've already seen 17 times. <laughs> I was going to say, you've and probably seen Bridgeport a lot. Don't need so. to see. They're playing three straight. They're, after tonight, their next three games are against Bridgeport. It's like, oh, my God. Come it's on. Like that, remember the COVID year when you were at New England Sports Center yeah. all the time and they were playing the same, like, three teams? So. <laughs> right. Right. It was Bridgeport, Hartford. Uh, I think that was it, right? Only three. Yeah, it was. It was just three teams in rink one. Yep. <laughs> They still haven't changed the logo there. It's still there. I was gonna say, I, <laughs> when I was there in the fall, the, that was the, the P logo in the middle was yeah. was there. You know, they so haven't painted the lines. <laughs> they have to return back for a game. You got to honor that. Like Swayman's yeah. beginning of his career, you got to have like yes. a Swayman night and do it in rank one. Absolutely, I'm doing it Sports Center. Um, I like that. But, uh, anyways, the the Boston Bruins uh, were in action. They've been in action quite a bit. Uh, played Thursday night, big game against the Avs, five two win. Everybody's talking about Pasternak's hat trick which we'll get to, but the big news, Jakob Lauko finally scores a goal. It's been long enough, long awaited, monkey off the back. Your boy, he does it. He did it. Well, uh, you know, another example of Jim Montgomery's genius. You know, he's playing. <laughs> the he's crystal playing, ball. He's playing checkers and everyone else is playing tiddlywinks. You know, uh, <laughs> he, uh, he moves, he moves Lauko to the third line and, you know, the game was what not even five minutes old, and Lauko's got a goal, you know. And you know, if he had missed the net on that one, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. But he, but he didn't. He he had the whole net and uh, and he put it in. So good for him. And then he played, you know, an ener an energetic game the rest of the way. You know, throwing his body around, and you know, he. Uh, I thought he might when uh, Curtis McDermott threw that hit on uh, Boquist, uh, and you know a couple people I think look players looked at him like, 
oh no, that's Curtis McDermott. I'm not I'm not going near that guy. And Lauko was smart enough to uh say, you know what, I'll I'll let that one pass because uh Curtis McDermott's a monster. And, oh my god. Yeah, nobody should be fighting that guy. So Lauko was smart uh, to avoid that, as were the rest of the Bruins. But uh a very entertaining game. Yeah, I I always think like with uh, Jakob Lauko, uh, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy, but I always imagine that he's just skating around the ice, like thinking of Lord of the Rings references to chirp at like other players, um, just running into guys. And again, I don't have any references. I don't. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. Uh, maybe I'll have to get into it because uh, Lauko's so into it. Uh, but. I can just imagine him chirping guys with that with those references. But again, I texted you at the start of the game when the line combos came out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I said uh, I think I said something along the lines of, "Oh, he'll be down on the fourth line and not play in the third period by like the middle of the second period." You know, yeah. you, we know this is going to happen. And then five minutes later, I was like, "Just kidding, never mind. He scored a goal." So <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I guess uh, my intuition was not as good as Monty's on uh, yeah. on that uh, on that on that move. But uh, a big win. I mean, again, the Avalanche are nasty. McKinnon is on, uh, you know, otherworldly. Makar's otherworldly. Uh, but Pasternak continues to roll. This is, conti- you know, 64 points. And I think it's like 40-something games. Uh, I've talked about him as an MVP candidate for a while. Um, but, I, you know, to me, I think he's proved a lot of people wrong this year. I don't think anyone was saying he wouldn't produce. But a lot of people wondered, I think, you know, oh, no Bergeron, no Krejci. Um, you know, he's had some rotating guys he's played with. And he still continues to just uh, be, you know, as productive as he's been in years past. And now he's such an underrated playmaker, I think, which is another element to his game. Yeah, his game is just uh, continues to improve, uh, which you, you like to think that would happen with with all players, but it rarely does. Uh, a lot of times, guys hit uh, hit a peak or a plateau, and and that's it for them. But he continues to get better and better. Um, you know, reading a, a quote from him this morning about how he had a, he himself said, I had a great first period. And then in the second period, you know, not so great, not great at all. But then he, he got it together again for the third period. And, and I think it, it says a lot for him, uh, you know, as a player that he can bounce back. He rolls with the punches very well. Mm-hmm. You know, he, People are on him a little bit because of those overtime, uh, you know, miscues uh, last week, and he just keeps going and going. And yeah, there's there's good periods, there's bad periods, but he just keeps rolling. And I think that mental approach of things just kind of rolling off him when when it's not going so good is a, is an important part of him as a player. He's just able to reset and uh, start fresh and and produce. He has that about him on the ice, and I think. That's something that has improved the last couple of years. I also think it's something that he needs more as as he becomes a leader on this team. You know, I mean, he, yeah. he has never had to be a leader. And now, obviously, with Bergeron and Krejci gone, um, you know, he's kind of he's going to become one of the guys. You know, he's an assistant captain. And I think that that, you know, he, he needs to kind of have that mentality. The team needs to have that mentality, especially after last year. Yeah. Um, and this hits at a bigger point. Hits at a bigger point, and we'll discuss it in a second. But first, uh, a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. 
right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. In Mass, 21 plus and present in Mass, Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-JAM-1234. Now, back to the show. Bruins go out west. They lose those first three games. Overtime heartbreakers. You get the Pasternak shootout attempt. You had the overtime miscue. Um, and then they come back. You know, they, they win the game in St. Louis at the end of the road trip. They beat New Jersey on Monday. I know they were injured, but that was still a hell of a 60-minute game. And then they beat Colorado uh, on Thursday night. So they, they lose three straight. They win three straight. And a lot of people might say, oh, that's inconsistent. You know, that's inconsistent play. But to me, what I see with that is last year they never had any adversity during the season. There was never, I don't think ever, a game where a stretch where they lost three in a row. Um, Unless I'm forgetting any stretch, but I don't think there was. And to be able to pull yourself out of that slump, and which was, again, heartbreaking in the sense that it wasn't like they were just getting blown out. They were right there in all those games and just, you know, bad luck in overtime and things like that. To kind of rebound and get three straight after... I think to me, again, I think it's very encouraging when, you know, for them as they enter into these last couple months before the playoffs. What do you think? No, you're right. And, uh, you know, when you have a veteran team as the Bruins are, that, you know, the ability to do that is uh, is part of, uh, you know, one of the advantages of having a lot of experience is guys know that, yeah, may, you know, one particular night, things didn't go our way. It was bad or whatever. But there's another one tomorrow, and, you know, there's no reason why we can't be on top of our game then. So they've been able to do that. Uh, and, you know, after the way last season ended, you, you might think there might – you could think that there would be a little hangover uh, psychologically. There hasn't been. Uh now maybe when the playoffs come, it'll it, we'll see. But it'll hit. <laughs> so, so far, there's been no no hangover at all. They, you know, you look at their record, and you know it's amazing how uh, how they've been able to, you know, be so productive and so good without you know two top players who are, you know, gone forever now. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, being in the lineup, so. That are vet- they gone forever, Mark? Are, well, Tim, are they gone forever? We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. Are they gone forever? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. It's amazing uh, how, uh, you know, you just shake your head at the record. It's, you, you know, you can kind of wait. Is something bad going to happen? Are they going to hit a five-game losing streak? Well, it doesn't look that way. 
And I think part of that goes back to goaltending. Night in and night out, it's just so good that they're they're in every single game uh, because of the goaltending. So here we it, are. It's funny, like going into the year or coming off last year, I think if they had brought the exact same team back, right? We would all probably say they're going to be motivated and they're going to, you know, they're going to go deep. Like it's going to be like 2010 to 2011, right? They're going to find a way and they're going to you know, use that as motivation. But because they entered the year without Bergeron, Krejci, Hall, Orloff, Bertuzzi, we all kind of went, well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I think those guys will be motivated. But at the same time, I almost think it's been better because you have so many guys on this roster that have to prove themselves. Charlie Coyle, uh, Trent Frederick, Pavel Zaka, uh, Jeremy Swayman after the arbitration hearing uh, that, you know, you have an added level of motivation. Yes, last season ended horribly, but you also have guys in that ro- on the, all along that roster who over the offseason people went, oh, are they good enough to you know step in the shoes of Bergeron? And uh, can, you know, can they make up scoring for guys like Bertuzzi and Hall? And they've done that. You know, Charlie Coyle is playing the best hockey I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Um, you know, Zaka's been solid and Frederick's been great. I mean, clearly last year wasn't a flash in the pan. He's still producing and he's playing well. So like, I think you have all these things that have contributed to their uh, good first half really is that it's a new group. And I think that almost was better after uh, coming off of uh, of last season. Yeah, I don't think running the same group out there would have uh, produced these kind of results uh, after that crash and burn at the end. Um, you know, some of those guys would be another year older. Uh, and I think the way, out of necessity, they've had to make changes. And I think I don't think you can quarrel with the results at this point. That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, I want to get to some more big stuff. But first, uh, before we do that, a quick word from our friends over at HelloFresh. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We mentioned the older players on that team. And this week had a pretty damn good rumor. In terms of the rumor mill, this was a good one. Uh, the Spit and Shakelets guys come out earlier this week uh, saying that Paul Bizonette saying that he's hearing that Patrice Bergeron uh, was thinking about coming back. He was training, uh, he was skating, uh, all that stuff. Maybe a comeback. So that got the wheels turning. That got the wheels going. And that, you know what's funny though? In mid January, in the news cycle, it's what you need. You need that. For a podcast, a twice-a-week podcast, you need these kind of topics because uh, you can't do trades every time. Uh, you know, there are different topics you can do every now and again, but, you, you know, freshening it up, you know, little pepper, a little a little seasoning on the season, yeah. I enjoy. 
Um, but Steve Conroy ruined it. Steve Conroy just had to <laughs> stick the knife right in the rumor. Well, that didn't stop the uh, afternoon uh, show on the radio yesterday. At like two hours after Conroy tweeted that, they were still going over it like it was going to happen. So I like it. That's what, that's what I mean, though. It's like yeah. you st- we're still going to discuss it, of course. I mean, we're not going to, you know. But anyway, Steve Conroy texted Patrice Bergeron uh, and uh, – Bergeron replied, I am not, in all caps, not making a comeback. So I guess that kind of quashes it. Um, But for like 24 hours, I was sitting there like, huh, Um, I'll say this. And I I know I'll get crushed for this by people. I don't think it would be wise for him to come back. Um, And I know obviously he isn't. So, you know, we're not even he, he is not. But just in the hypothetical, do you want him back? And I know, I know, he's Patrice Bergeron, and he adds a ton in this and that. But, you know, if he comes back, Mar- I know Marshan would like him to come back, but Marshan is captain now. It's Marshan's time. Um, Charlie Coyle's playing great as the number one center. Zaka and other guys have filled in great behind him, and things are starting to gel. And I, you know, I know it's a different position, but I remember when Rask came back a couple of years ago out of, you know, out of kind of semi-retirement. It just didn't work. It's hard to commit to a team mid-season and just start up again. And I, that's not like Bergeron. And I just think they, they're a different team now. And, you know, I remember we said this back in the spring when you and I were, I think it was at the Mass Hockey Festival, we were kind of like, you know, they need to face what life is going to be like after Bergeron. They need to face it. And to have him come back, I know, again, it's an addition. You could, have, you know, you could put Zaka on the wing. Like, yes, it opens up options. But I want to see, I want to see them without him. In terms of, you need to move on. And again, I know he's not coming back, so I, I guess I'm yelling into the wind here. Um, but my whole thing at the when for the couple hours that it could me, you know, was a t- real rumor. I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. They've moved on. What do you think? No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And. uh you know, that rumor came my way a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I'm not saying that the Chicklets guys, they don't need uh, they don't need to fish for clicks. You know, those guys, no. they, they've got enough. But, uh, you know, when so a very well connected, a very well known guy in the hockey world kind of whispered that one to me. And I was like, no, no, that's not happening. And I'm not doing anything with that. I'm not throwing that out there or anything like that i'm just oh think of the engagement think of the (laughs) engage think of the twitter impressions mark (laughs) but uh anyway yeah they they, you know they've moved on and they're doing well and i don't think bringing him back is the thing to do i i agree with you not to mention we're the we're at the part of the season now you know as it goes on the game the pace gets faster and faster to throw a 37-year-old man in there, whatever he is, uh, with, you know, a guy who, you know, maybe has some concerns about his health and, and all of that, to throw him in there in the middle of this, I, I don't think that's the way to go at all, even if even if he wanted to do it. So I think uh, they're going to have to sink or swim without Bergie, it look, I, I think. So, so be that's, it. That's the thing. I mean, again, I, I get the... The attra- I mean, yes, his, his, when he if he did return, the ovation would, you know, you'd hear it outside on Causeway Street, 100%. But yeah. 
I, I don't know. I mean, again, we saw some of the cracks with him in the playoffs last year. He really yeah. did not have a great playoffs against the Panthers, and he came in mid, uh, mid-series, mid and it wasn't his fault. But again, he's just getting older, Like, and that's right. the that's the deal with it, and his body has been through a lot. I mean, that's why he retired before, you know, he retired at basically 37 years old because, you know, he'd been in the league since 2003. Yeah. So, like, again, I mean, I just – uh, it's a fun idea. It's a it's a fun thing to talk about and kick around. But they've moved on, and I think it's time for this organization to move on in terms of you got to face, you know, the music, and it's worked out. Coyle yeah. has stepped up, and Patra, you have something with Matt Patra. So again, they've been fortunate in that sense. But bringing him back, uh, you know, again, I, I just think mid season two. Like, yeah, I guess it'd be fully healthy, but you got to get back into shape. You got to get back into game shape. And, yep. and the pace of an NHL game, and I know it's only been a couple months, but a couple months make a lot of difference when you're 37 years old. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I don't think Bergeron's return will be happening, as Steve, as Bergeron himself said. Uh, <laughs> by the way, why can't the guy skate? I know the, the Spit and Chicklets are like, he's not training for the alumni game, but I just think he wants to train. He probably wants to just get out cool. there and skate. Who doesn't? You know, why like, not? yeah. Why not? You know, I think yeah. he's coaching his uh, his young son's team, or he's out there on the ice with them. So um, soon enough, Mark, you and I are going to be at like a Junior Eagles U14 game, and we're going to be like, who's the? Oh, Patrice Bergeron's the coach of this team. So uh, I mean, hey, Brian Leach was the coach yeah. of the 18 Eagles this year, and he was the coach of the Eagles for a long time. So. Right. Right. Um, we deal with that all the time. Um, anyways, someone who is not going anywhere, Jeremy Swayman, uh, has played the last four games. Long stretch for Bruins goalie. He's done great. Um, played well. Uh, even in that, uh, I think it was the Vegas loss before the Arizona one. The, the, I think that was the I think that was the Pasternak overtime gaff game. Uh, he was outstanding. He's been great of late. Um, seems like I mean, again, it's a short sample size. The more I watch him play and the more I see him in action, the more I think, huh, I think he could be the guy. And I, I, it doesn't mean, you know, starting way more games than Olmark, but it wouldn't surprise me if down the stretch here he got more, definitely more games than, than Linus Olmark. Yeah, and uh, I think Olmark's health now is a, is a question. Uh, yes. You know, the fact that he was able to even dress for last night's game after the way they carted him off the ice there uh, not that long ago was kind of amazing. Uh, and I wonder if that injury was, uh, was that this, I suspect it was the same thing that was ailing him in the playoffs last year. Uh, whatever that we don't really know what, what the hell that was. Uh, yeah. They never said, he never even said no, it. No. Uh, but, I suspect it was something to do with, uh, you know, his hips, his groins, uh, that that area, the mid body. Um, but yes, yeah, way, uh, you know, and the arbitration talk the uh, last week where he talked about, <laughs> you know, as if he didn't, he, he chose arbitration, like, and he was I know. blaming. <laughs> Seemingly blaming <laughs> Bruins management for taking him to arbitration. Well, How dare you, Don happened. Sweeney? How dare yeah. you? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, and I think that, uh, you know, that kind of is things like that are are factors that drive players. I think, and I think Sway is one of those guys. You know, that something like that stokes the fire and and gets him going, and uh, 
you see uh, you see good results from it, uh, you know, which we have the last few the last few games. I thought a couple of the the two goals last night were, you know, a little bit leaky on his part, but uh, you know, he 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 shut the door after two, and uh, and and that was it. So whatever he, whatever it takes for him to uh, to get the fire going, uh, you know, is fine with, is fine with me, and should probably be fine with uh, with most of the fans. Yeah, it's interesting with with Omar and that injury though, because like you know. I don't want him coming back too fast. Yeah. Because if it starts lingering, like that's why I do want to see Swayman get the bulk of reps over these next two weeks. Let, you know, if Omar has to come in for a game or two, fine. But I have no desire to rush him back and get the tandem going immediately because I would want them both healthy uh, come later in the season. Now, I think Swayman has definitely played his way into being the game one starter, um, at least as of right now. I mean, I know yeah. that. There's yeah. a lot that can happen over the next couple of months, as we know. But, uh, you know, I think Swayman has, being an all-star and just the better numbers and the better play, and he's gotten the better games. You know, last year, Olmark was getting a lot of those hard games. I feel like Swayman's been that guy this year. So, to me, as of right now, I would start Swayman game one and 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 rotate, but, you know, go with the hot guy for a game or two in the playoffs. I know I'm going everywhere with the goaltending, but it's hard not to right now. I, I'd agree as far as the game one starter. Uh, I also, you know, to uh, deviate a little bit in terms of uh, all Mark Swayman, I was a little surprised that Brandon Bussey didn't get a game when they called him up, uh, you know, when that, when all Mark went down, you know, just to see, just to give this guy, a, a, you know, let him get his feet wet, see what, see how he does, see what you, one game doesn't really tell you all that much, but get the kid in there, you know, see what you have a little bit, and uh, and then go from there. Nobody, nobody's expecting him to contribute in Boston this year, certainly at all. And as long as, uh, as long as there's good health with Swayman and Omar, but I don't think one game for him would have uh, hurt anyone. So. No, I agree. And it's also a reward, right? Guy plays yeah. well in Providence. You know, like yeah. Merck, you get him up here, you play him five minutes, and you say, Psh. Uh, but no, I think, <laughs> I do think, though, Bussy, I do think Bussy deserved a game. Um, and, I mean, do you think, like, there's a lot of talk. I know, like, Connor Ryan and I talked a lot about it earlier this week. You know, with Swayman's uh, next contract, it's going to be expensive. He's not going to take a hometown discount. Um, you know, can Bussy come in next year if they trade Swayman and they don't sign like a veteran backup who can play 30 to 35 games? Can Bussy come in and play 30 to 35 games in, in the NHL? You know, Kenny. Well, we won't really know until he, he actually does. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, but I mean, he's as good a goaltending prospect as I've seen, uh, you know, in the American League in, in quite a while. Uh that doesn't always translate, though. Uh, about ten years ago, Providence had the best uh, best goalie in the American League, in Nicholas uh, Svedberg, who you may yes, remember. I he do remember Svedberg. Lights out in the American League, and he couldn't cut it in the in the National League. He they got he got a chance in Boston, and uh, the results weren't. Uh, you know, he was mediocre. And now he's in the KHL. I think I think he's an all star over there. But oh. for whatever reason, it just it didn't uh, didn't translate in the in the NHL for him. Uh, 
So you never know until the guy actually does it. But I'm confident that Bussy's a, a National League goaltender, uh, you know, at some point, as soon as next year, maybe. You know, after assuming he finishes the, the season in the American League this year, I don't know what he has to prove uh, in a third season in the in the American League, I I, I don't uh, I don't know uh, I don't know why you do that. Uh, so you know we may be seeing that next year, depending on what happens. Uh, the other thing is, you know, there's teams all over the league looking for goalies. Uh, is he you know is he tradable? You know, unproven goalies from the American League. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd may you know go out of my way to make a trade for him if, if I were another a, you know a team an up and coming team uh but as part of a deal uh for maybe something who knows what what the, the deal might comprise but uh you know maybe he's trade bait I, I don't know uh I, I I don't know what their plans are for goalies uh well that's it they've had three in Providence for most of the year it's been kind of you know I don't want to say bizarre, but, you know, three goalies doesn't really work. But that somehow, you know, one guy hasn't played hardly at all. and and But it's been awkward, you know, to have three. Even just in practice, it's awkward. It is. And that's an interesting take, though, because I think a lot of people look at, you know, trading Swain, uh, trading Olmark. And I think, you know, when the offseason comes around, given the you know, salary cap situations and, and, you know, just contracts, I think you probably have to – at least heavily consider it uh, yeah. with what Swayman's going to make. And you think, oh, Bussy would come right back in. But you're right. I mean, Bussy could be a, tr- a trade asset, you know, wh- whether yeah. it's because you could all, I mean, again, if you traded Bussy at the deadline, let's say, and got something for him, or even traded him in the offseason, right? And you trade Olmark, you can still go out and sign a veteran backup. You know, you can yeah. sign a guy that can, you know, go in there and be solid. I mean, I want to see Bussy as an NHL backup with the Bruins. I'd love to see what it's like because again maybe you build his value even more because ideally Swayman is the starter for the next you know five seven ten years um and but again I think you'd like to see what what Bussy's like um behind Swayman at least in the NHL to maybe see what the trade value is but I agree see what he might get um was Zane McIntyre another one that like was that lit up the American League or am I thinking that he was just he lit up college and didn't really live well up he it. lit up college he had some great moments in the american league but he didn't uh he he wasn't as good as uh svedberg or bussy but uh at times he was very good and then you know in the nhl it didn't translate so that's uh that's uh you know you never know like i said you never know until the guy actually gets there and uh gives it a try so they threw him into a MSG game, right? That was what Claude did. They, they, they threw yeah, McIntyre against the Rangers. Yeah. You know, <laughs> another one, speaking of Claude throwing him in there, do you, there was a game in St. Louis where Malcolm Subban came up yep. and they just, they threw him to the dogs in that. Yeah. One. He like, was out mid game, right? They, yeah, they, took, they pulled him. And it was like, geez, you they really didn't treat that guy the right way that night, no. you know, <laughs> against that St. Louis team. Cause that was yeah. like, what was that like 2016 ish? Like that St. Yeah. Louis team was good. Yeah. And they chucked him in there and, you know, got lit up and then that was it. I mean, I, Subban though, I saw, I, he's with the Thunderbirds now, right? I see him play all the time and for Springfield and he's a very good American hockey league goalie. And, uh, 
and a fantastic kid. But, uh, you know, I don't think the, I don't know. I, maybe he wouldn't have made it anyway. I guess you could say that he wouldn't have given what's happened since then, but boy, they treated him badly that night in St. Louis. Badly. Yeah. That was, I remember being a kid watching that and being like, you're putting him against that team in this, <laughs> in the spot. Um, but anyways, uh, Mark, always a fun time. Always a pleasure. Uh, is there anything you're working on that uh, the people should be looking out for? Not really. No, just got kind of biding my time here. Uh, you know, looking forward to the bean pot and you know, the NCAA, uh, tournament after that hockey's before that. But, uh, you know, in Providence, uh, you know, they are rolling right now. Um, they're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last – or, yeah, 8-1-1 one, one in their last 10. Uh, Fabian Lysel scored a nice goal the other day. We The, the fan base, again, is calling for uh, for him to, uh, you know, if, if Pasternak has a bad shift, they should bench him. <laughs> trade him. Fabian. Don't just bench yeah. him. Trade Put him. Fabian I mean, come on. And, you know, he's uh, not to uh, go on forever here, but I haven't seen him try to go one on four or one on five in like at least three games. So that's good. Yeah, there's progress. So, uh, you know, the arrows pointing up on him and, uh, you know, they've uh, they've got some solid depth players if they need him down in in the American League. So uh, things are looking up for Providence and for Boston. That's good. That's good. Uh, I will plug something for you. You have a Jaden Struble story coming uh, in our next magazine for New England Hockey Journal. It's really strong. You talked to Kent Hughes, talked to Jerry Keefe. Uh, Jaden Struble's been lighting it up with the Montreal Canadiens. Um, and that'll be run. I mean, it's in the magazine. I think the magazine's going to drop uh, Friday or it'll drop Saturday, one of the two days. And yep. uh, that's going to be a story in it. So that'll be online soon. And it's a good story. Really good story. You did a good job on it. So thank you. Thank um, you. People can look out for that when that's out. And yeah, that's that. That's Mark Diver. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Your Brewers beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week. Team.